Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hey, happy Friday, September 9, 2022. Uh, things are amazing in the news right now. Yesterday was the day that the queen passed, if I'm remembering it correctly. And so things are pretty dicey out and about. So we're going to talk about some of the things we're, we're going to bring on in just a few moments. Catherine Engelbrook, I hope I'm saying that right. I'll ask her to make sure I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, she's the founder of True the Vote. She's been involved with uh, the movie uh, 2000 Mules. She and Greg Phillips were strongly, I don't know if it's the two of them or if there was a group uh, partnership. We'll ask her about that too. But before we bring uh, Catherine on, let's a quick reminder about the wells, the freshwater wells we're digging in Uganda that you are uh, supporting. You are soaring into those wells as you support us. We've always said a significant amount of money that you sow into this ministry goes straight to those freshwater wells. So without further delay, let's go ahead and run that little clip there. So every five days with your help, uh, specifically because of what you're sowing in, we're, we're digging a fresh new, a new freshwater well in Uganda in the same area. We're up to 51. Last I heard it was 51 wells. Uh, there's been eight church plants and the last number I've heard was over 800 salvations. All we set out to do is give people fresh water. I didn't know we were going to have church plants and I didn't know that we were approaching a thousand salvations because it's just amazing. So God's on the move. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your support. It means a great deal to us, but to the Lord, he says, if you give so much as a cup of cold water to one of these little ones, you will not lose your reward. So um, I just encourage you with that. So, all right, it's time to bring in Catherine Engelbrecht. So let's, uh, without further delay, let's go to Prophets and Patriots. Here we go. Well, welcome, Catherine. Uh, did I say your name right? Is it Engelbrecht? You did. You did. Okay. Awesome. I, I I started to do the Engelbrecht. I'm sure everyone gets that wrong once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, however you pronounce it, I promise I've been called worse. There you go. Yeah. So well, listen, you know, I told you just off the air a few minutes ago, you are absolutely one of my heroes. No. Uh, I, I want to hear the story. If you'll kind of recap, because I remember you coming onto the scene when the Tea Party I was part of that movement and they started picking on us and they picked on the wrong person when they picked on you. Tell that story, if you will. Sure. Well, I mean, I, I started into this, you know, sort of now 12 year odyssey just by accident. I I did start with the Tea Party and I didn't I wasn't looking to lead anything. I I I, I recognized sort of in that in that wellspring of, of Americans trying to figure out what was going on with their governments and why they that it felt like the, the walls were just caving in. Um, I found that that passion had to translate to, for me, had to translate to action. I needed to do something. And so it was really people that I had met at rallies and in, in, in Houston, Texas, Harris County, wow. and just a, maybe a dozen or so of us. And we said, you know, there's a need for people to work at the polls. Let's, let's just go do that. Uh, that's a way that we can make a meaningful contribution. And so again, setting out just to go work and never thinking there would be anything more after that. But after that experience working in, in what was then an off-year election, it was in 2009, um, and there was still no organization through the vote or anything. This was just a, supposed to be a one-off thing. But we came back and we compared notes, and and there were enough of us that had troubling uh, troubling 
in, in occurrences at the polls where you you saw people back this was back before texas had photo voter identification wow. and so you saw people come in with multiple registration cards and different names or people who would come in and kind of sheepishly whisper like i don't remember who i'm supposed to vote for and then the judge and then the judge would would show them and there's a difference between assisting someone with how to use the machinery and and telling them instructing them on who to vote for and how to vote straight ticket and 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 when that when those kinds of things occur and you're not well trained all you do and it's what we did in 2009 is just sort of like it because it it happens in a flash and then what do you what do you do how do you prove that how who do you tell um it was your word against theirs and and so it really opened up this whole thought about if this is what happens when people are, are present and engaged and watching, what happens when nobody's there? And there were a lot of polling places that didn't have nearly the number of volunteers to be sufficiently staffed. And so that's really where we started was let's set, let's set out to remind citizens of, of the power of engagement and let's encourage people to serve. And then just as, cause we were pretty much all of us business professionals. So very process minded, just, you know, God, you know, pulls together groups that sure. you know naturally complement. And so we're like, okay, well, so what else did we see? Well, one of the uh, commonalities was that the there were problems around the voter rolls because the records were inaccurate. And so we saw people who would come in and I don't, I no longer live at that address or somebody had already signed on their spot in the book and things that you question, how did the, how did the data get so bad? I mean, there's no reason for data to be that bad. Um, we began doing research and and that sort of was our first big research project that um, uncovered a lot of malfeasance in Harris yeah. County, which which is a huge voting block, one of the largest in the country. And um, this, you know, I, I mean, I could talk until the sun goes down about the series of events that occurred from there because they're all, I mean, uh, just God's hand from the from the start was on this effort. The things that happened that happened as quickly as they did were were every every instance was a successively difficult challenge and um this first research project was no different because we turned this over to the county what we had found the county called a press conference and um talked about what we had found and then just a few days later inexplicably all of harris county's election equipment was burnt to the ground oh was, uh, man are you 10, serious 000, yeah ten thousand machines and 30 million dollars worth of of collateral material and so then, then all of a sudden our phones start ringing, my cell phone starts ringing because they're connecting. They turn this in and then this, this you know, inexplicable fire occurs. And, and I mean, you talk about starting a firestorm. I mean, it was, I mean, it was HuffPo came out and Huffington Post came out and called us, uh, sort of the paraphrase, but called us the largest voter suppression effort ever Gee. in the history of the country. And we're like, what is happening? We just, we just asked some simple questions. We it never, Steve, it never occurred to me ever initially that true the vote could be anything other than a uniting effort because it's just about, you know, you need to have parity. Yeah, like everybody should be respecting this effort. Right. To, and you need, the- yeah, and you need two parties. I mean, to make this work, you got to have a balance. You have to. And yeah. so we've, we've never been partisan, even though we're painted that way, you know, in the press. But, um, I got to ask you this, Did, yeah. you know, we're believers, you're a believer. Do you, in retrospect, look at this and go, okay, we didn't know, but he knew that this was oh. going to be a national 
effort started uh, by accident? Uh, uh, 100%. I mean, before the stars were put in the heavens. Absolutely, yes. Wow. And, I, and I'll, I'll tell you why I say that. Um, I mean, other than the, the series of events that, that just really can't be explained but by the hand of God. I mean, the, yeah. the, just the, the way it was woven was is too intricate. And the, and the, you know, every around every corner was another bigger, sharper corner for 12 years. Um, but the one thing that, that I think will resonate, I mean, with your audience, as I, cause it certainly does with, with me is that as, as things, as things began to, cause you know, after we were sort of really referenced in HuffPo as being this, you know, scandalous organization of people who are wa- working in the polls, um, people, other groups or other individuals started contacting us saying, Hey, if that's what you're seeing in Texas, let me tell you what we're seeing in Florida or Ohio or Oregon, or can we work together? And that's really how we started branching to this national footprint thinking, yeah, let's just get together and figure it out. And and all the while thinking it's just a, it's just a process. Like nobody's, you know, we just need to work out the process. So it's fair. That said, um, how do you, how do you have a, how do you do a national kickoff and, and kind of, you know, plant your flag? And so I decided in my zeal uh, to call for a national summit. This, I mean, I <laughs> zero wow. background. I mean, I yeah. came out of oil and gas, zero background. So I'm like, okay, let's just invite anybody that wants to come to this national summit where we will just talk about the situations. And um, well, we, we, as the days ticked past and, and the, the summit got closer, we realized this is getting to be a really, a really big thing. And, and we're on a lot of people's radars. And I, I was absolutely night upon night, you know, prostrate down praying, only imagine, you know, right. because like, what have I done? I've, I've, I've called for this. Who am I to call for a summit? Like where, what is happening? You know? <laughs> I love it. Oh. And, um, and my Bible reading for, for one of the most sort of, um, Trouble field days was Ephesians six and just the whole armor of God. Right. And, yeah. and you know, mm-hmm. that we, we battle not against flesh, but against principalities and, and the armor of truth, right. Yeah. Or the, excuse me, the belt of truth, the belt of right. truth specifically. Mm-hmm. And, and, and by this time I had, we had begun to, you know, we'd chosen the name true, the vote. And, um, and so truth was a, that word yeah. was, was significant. And so the night before the summit, as the speakers were checking into the hotel and I was helping um, making sure everything was smoothed out. And we had people coming in from all over the, again, all over the country. I think we had like 40 some States represented. It was, really? it was wild. Just, just the hand of God moving in people to say, Hey, come and be a part of this. And so anyway, I'm up at the front desk and the desk clerk says, you've got a package that came in for you. And I'm thinking a package. This is at a, hotel in Houston. We hadn't advertised this really. Um, so I go over to like the bell station and, and a FedEx package had come in and it was from somebody in Kansas that I did not know. And this was during the time now in 2010, when remember like the, uh, the envelopes of anthrax were being yeah, mailed it wasn't and all that, that weird. It wasn't that yeah. far off from that. Yeah. And so I was like, what is, and there had already been a lot of controversy even about the summit locally. So I'm like, what is happening? And so I take the package and I, kind of open it, you know, far away from my face and I stick my hand in and there's something cloth in this envelope. What could this be? I don't know this person. I wasn't expecting anything. I pull it out and Steve, it is a belt with a fabric belt with the word truth Whoa. embroidered 
<laughs> embroidered on the belt. And I'm thinking, what? How is how the, they this? Know? The, this is God. This is God saying, yeah. "I got you. You just keep walking forward. I got so you." Good. That theme has continued time and again, and and year upon year, when when I get sort of, you know, I know, I know that, I know that, you know, he's the vine and we're the branches, but I tend to get way out on that branch and, <laughs> yeah. and, um, no, we all, yeah. yeah, right. We all do. And, um, and so when it gets sort of, you know, at these critical moments, Ephesians six or some God wink, you know, will show up some reminder that this is not about me. It is about him working through me for whatever season this is supposed to last for. And just, to be to be brave in the faith that this is bigger and you know my time here is spent to carry this out for for and however did, long and did this right when did the IRS then decide that you were they were going to turn you down to be a nonprofit is that kind of the that, way that's oh that's yeah so then that was next was um we used to host these every Monday night meetings and they were public and uh, we started having the FBI show up at those and thought this is strange i mean it was just the whole thing was again i look back on it now you know a little older and wiser but at the time i just i couldn't believe i I just couldn't i couldn't internalize that all of these things were connected i see it clearly now but it but it it started with when i filed our paperwork for 501c3 status with the f with the irs that put us on some kind of a radar and and the Call went out, make this as difficult as possible on this organization to get them to go away. And it started within from the time I filed that paperwork to four, maybe five weeks later, I'd been sued twice by two really? far left organizations. I'd never been sued before, never been in court before. Um, never been out since, by the way. But um, two two lawsuits. And then... Um, the, this this litany of questions from the IRS, and then there were I, there were audits personally and professionally, and there were other agencies. And, and in total, in in two years, uh, in about eighteen months, uh, so two and a half, uh, there were, or one and a half, there were um, twenty three different audits or investigations. They're just or trying inquiries. to take you down financially. Just, yeah. Where yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, the the message was, you know, at some at some point. I began to go, this is no longer coincidence. Nothing in like my, my life had ever, ever, you know, you know, it's all, it's, you know, life is, humans are predictable right. and, and, and life sort of follows a normal arc. Mm-hmm. And, and so the, the change in my path from the time I started True the Vote to this inexplicable number, and all I had done is file some paperwork, nothing else. Jeez. So so, you know, clearly we were, you know, we were on somebody's radar and, um, and yeah, it was because I, I think now, uh, because True the Vote was uh, quickly gaining momentum as a pro-liberty election integrity organization. And we were one of a kind. There was no other organization. And were in the days when we had no idea what right. was going to happen in 2016 and 2020. You were just trying to clean up the general sphere of elections you didn't you didn't know i mean maybe you did but by then you must have known pretty soon this was a national attack on you to stop what you were trying to fix i mean how did what did it it must have become is that when it became known to you that they were trying to destroy you because you were trying to take on 
the corrupt system as a whole. Um, it was really, yes, that, that, you know, going through that sequencing of events and, and ultimately we sued the IRS and wow. testified before Congress a number Jeez. of times and, and so forth. In fact, I, we sued them in 2013 and finally beat them in 2019. And, and I, I really thought that, that maybe that was what God had me here for was the, the IRS thing. Um, because it was so that took up so much of our bandwidth, but then there was 2020 and, you know, uh, there was clearly more work to be done. But but really what I think what I think that, that the government and the and the elites, the whatever you want to call this, the 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 people that think that, that they breathe that sort of rarefied beltway air yeah. and think that they know better. Um, I think that, that the threat they saw in our organization more than just, hey, we're going to expose a corrupt process. I think the greater threat was, hey, they're going to wake up people yeah. in a way that's never been done. And so true. So and, true. And, and, and so I, I because that's the that's well, the one I, I thing. Mean, you and I yeah. never met until today, but I remember your face years ago testifying before Congress. I didn't I don't know any longer what year it was, but you were already making an influence on people like us who are just watching the news and we're going, who is this lady that's taking on the IRS because they're saying you can't be a nonprofit. It was huge. It's, I still want to just say I'll honor you for that on behalf of oh. all the people because let's jump ahead. Let's talk about now, I don't know who all the principals were of the movie that you made, 2000 Mules. Was it just you and Greg Phillips did this together? or How did that movie come about tell, tell well, them a little story. yeah actually so many things had to go wrong for yeah. the movie to to be made um and, and i'll tell you why because uh you know when when 2020 rolled around we had already begun to hear murmurings of 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 lawfare you know a, a huge number of lawsuits that were being geared up to be filed in 2020 and so then this was before anybody knew about covid or whatever yeah. and so as that sort of fog of COVID set in, you began to see all these process changes and lawsuits and then the, the push for the mass mail out of ballots. And we already knew the voter rolls were, were a mess. And so mm -hmm. when you send out ballots on top of bad voter rolls, I mean, this is a recipe for disaster. And then suddenly Mark Zuckerberg shows up with nearly half a billion dollars in the drop boxes. And so all of that together in the immediate aftermath of the election, we're like, you know, this is a, I mean, this is a thousand front war. The, the drop boxes is not the, the single, you know, Rosetta stone to it all. There's so many things that are, that are so many weak points in the process, but we thought, what could we measure and actually use with law enforcement to, to see, to see some, some prosecutions. And we knew how geospatial data worked and, and, you know, that's your, your cell phone data, your cell phone, every app on your phone sends up signals every few seconds Jeez. that contain a lot of the identification about the user of that phone. And that includes the longitude, the latitude, the, the elevation of the phone and the time. Crazy. So our thought was, okay, so we know these drop boxes just kind of fell out of nowhere and are not going to be well regulated. And we had already had people calling in on our hotline telling us this. So we thought we can geofence, which is basically just dropping coordinates around these, these drop box locations and set up kind of a, a digital catchment, if you will, and then measure how many times a phone crossed through that digital invisible fence. Thanks for listening. 
The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button. And you are not only getting how many times it crossed, but you are are grabbing the exact identification of the phone, like a phone number or whatever. I don't know what... what Yeah, so it's interesting. If you, on your phone, if you uh, just... If you type in star pound zero six pound, like you're making a phone call. So go to your phone and then type star pound zero six pound and and the call button up will come all of the numbers that are embedded in your phone. And there are different numbers that mean different things, but that's what's being sold to marketing companies. And so our thought was we can get this to a point. And then if we see patterns, because we we might not have, and, and you asked about how it was, if it was just Greg and I, so True the Vote is a very, very small organization. Um, Greg and I have worked on projects and we also own a healthcare company together. So we've worked on projects in this space. Uh, he has very deep elections experience and political experience. And, and I've, you know, I've just been with True the Vote, but I know, you know, I've kind of learned in the school of hard knocks. And so we've done a lot of projects together over the years. And when 2020 came around, it made sense for him to do his own. He, basically, what True the Vote was able to do is, is work with a team that, that Greg had assembled of specialists, particularly in this geospatial stuff. And, and that way, if it ever bled over into anything that was partisan or whatever, it wasn't True the Vote. Because we didn't know where this was going to yeah. go. And so anyway, um, when we first began to see these patterns, we thought, well, this is okay. So there really is this terrific abuse and this abuse, because we looked in five different jurisdictions and, and the, the patterns were fairly consistent. And so we thought, well, we will take this to each of the respective, to first to the FBI, and then to each of the respective jurisdictions. And surely they will take this data and they will begin investigations and they will bring the, the resources of the federal government and the states to bear. And I mean, exactly the opposite happened. We we became the target. And and it was I and, I, and just, Catherine, is it too is it a too much of a stretch to just say, because it sounds to me like you've discovered that the FBI, I'm sorry, I'm just gonna say you can tell me if yeah. I'm wrong, that the FBI is a corrupt organization. That's what it sounds like you're describing. Well, here's what or I would say. Or at least say. maybe the people at the top, maybe. Well, no, no. The, I, I can I can affirm to you today, based on okay. some other situations, that yes, the FBI people at the top um, are are politically motivated and are using the the full power of the FBI to weaponize it against their their perceived political enemies, and it's a it's a sad truth. And I know right. that because right now on another project, we are on the receiving end of that weaponization, and and it's it's accurate. But I'll also want to say that that the the, the regional offices and the and the field uh, agents that we've worked with are, I mean, at least the ones we were working with, were patriots and wanted to do the right thing mm-hmm. and were not political. They were about law and order, okay. and and so that was very encouraging. And the reason that they didn't get involved with the the tel- the cell phone stuff was because, and and to their credit, they said, "Look, this is very interesting." But states run the elections and we have to be able to see, you know, the 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 correlation between like interstate or how money moves. It has to be a federal somehow thing. Exactly. Because we thought this is RICO level stuff. And and they said, well, you know, get it to the states. And that's what we ultimately tried to to do was establish like hubs with the regional FBI offices and then, 
anybody in the state that wanted to access it, our thought was um, we wanted to make sure that the provenance of the data or the chain of custody of the data was really clean. So, you know, we, we took our original source data, gave it to the FBI in its raw form uh, with our analysis, and then the, the various... And you, you were know, finding, are you saying then that you were finding that the localized field offices of the FBI did have an interest in helping you if you could help, if you could help them see the, the federal connection. I yeah, guess the I case guess. wasn't wasn't there for that. But then, you know, okay. I mean, that push never came to shove either. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what would have really happened because the next series of events was at the state level. You know, we had picked jurisdictions where there they were, you know, hotly contested, and the the leadership in these these areas, uh, starting in Georgia. We went first to the to the governor, Governor Kemp, and to the head, the then head of the GBI, a man by the name of Vic Reynolds, who's interestingly, uh, the day after Kemp won his primary, Vic Reynolds was appointed to Superior Court Justice. So oh, interesting how all that worked. And, and we, you know, often wonder if that had anything to do with with the turn he took against us, because when we went and presented this to him and to them and said, you know, we, we had whistleblower, had the whole thing. And um, they they absolutely spent cycle time trying to discredit us publicly rather than taking what because we had not gone to the press. We you know, we were being very diligent about not getting in the way of investigations and presenting this. And, um, you know, it was very political, but they were they and the reason that that I believe that they took the approach that they did is because they were on record as saying 2020 was the safest, most secure election ever, and they were not they were not going to to walk that back. And so it was their they, their calculus was we would go away, but it would Kevin, be easier. I, yeah. Not to just beat this part to death, but when they said when their stance was it was the safest, most secure election, is it your sense that they really believed that, or that this was the stance they were going to take? Come hell or high water, this is just what they're going to say. Um, I think that they are so focused in their little fiefdoms. Mm. I don't know what they believe or don't believe. Okay. Honestly, I, I don't. I don't think that they really have a true north that most okay. people would recognize. I think that that you know that that they are marching to. A different drum and that drum is i'm in office and i call the shots and well wow. why why open this up because you know i mean the threat that maga and and you know the 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 oh the, the waking up of arisen people that's something that government and the, and the government by its nature the control of government doesn't well, want let me ask this about that because obviously then the movie got made and i watched it with rapt attention my wife and i did it, watched it together did it blow the doors off of how many viewers you got, thought you would ever have or what what was the result of this movie oh my word a absolutely i mean you know we after after we were just you know sucker punched time and again by by state what we call political law enforcement um and then tried to go to what what would be considered the corporate press we tried to go to the wall street journal and offered to have a reporter embed with us so we, they could see yeah. what we were doing none of that worked no it was all radioactive nobody mm. wanted to tell the story and so the movie um 
we thought we would hit a nerve with it because it, it was a novel approach to showing, to kind of scratching an itch, right? Like yeah. people know something's wrong. Like well, it doesn't make sense. Nobody had any idea yeah. that that information was possible for someone like you right. to do. You call it geolocating or whatever. Yeah, geo, right, right. It's, yeah, geolocating, geo, tel, telemetric data. There's all kinds of terms for it. But, but um, you know, I mean, I think that's one of the things that if I had to, if I had to, you know, define true the vote as, as I would hope it be considered is that we try to innovate and push the envelope. I mean, what is happening yeah. in our country and particularly around elections is, is a broken process. And so if we continue to bandaid this broken process, it's ultimately, I mean, it's not healing, it's not getting yeah. any better. So we've got to think outside of the box about ways to, take you know take bigger swings at truth and opening eyes up well it, said, it seemed to me now i don't know the numbers you may know this but uh did it was it did the movie have the result of not only larger numbers than you expected but was it crossing over so the people on the left were finally seeing it for the first time even though they may not admit that they saw it they were seeing what 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 are your thoughts on that I mean, I, you know, I, I, I can only tell you anecdotally what we've yeah. been, what we've been told. And the answer to that is yes. And I'll tell you how it's kind of come back to us. Um, people who would show the, the movie in their, in their homes or at their churches or to their, to their neighborhood. I mean, it's been like this viewing parties yeah. and, and they would invite people that, that have been, that had been at odds with them for the last two years. Wow, really? And they would just say, just watch it and then let's talk. So I think, you know, of the many great things that came out of the movie, one of them was just, let's just talk about this. I mean, if the press and the government had not gone overboard in trying to suppress free speech about yeah. people's concerns, just talk. I mean, either there's something to be worried about or there's not, but talk it, you know, talk it through. Well, and the way you produced it and directed it, however it was done, Dinesh D'Souza was in there. I think maybe he was the one doing the interviewing, but... Everyone sat around in a circle. I can't remember the gentleman's name uh, who said, well, they want to know what everyone's stance is right now before you see this movie, before right. you see this footage. And he said, well, I'm an agnostic on this. And I thought, well, that's interesting. He should at least be leaning towards that this was a stolen ele election. But okay, okay, he's agnostic. Right. So let's right. see what happens. And that was probably the best selling point of the whole movie that he, having first proclaimed himself, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know that that was stolen at all is basically what I, he was saying. Right. And it was brilliant, you know, so. Um, yeah, I that, know. Was that was Dennis Prager. Okay, that's and, Prager University, yeah, right? That's yeah. right. That's right. And in the end, he said, this is this is outrageous. And, and um, you know, it's, uh, I welcome the opportunity to watch that movie. Well, maybe not watch the movie. I've seen it my fair share of times. <laughs> yeah. But to, to talk about the movie, um, you know, and the contents and, and because it's, it's accurate. I mean, despite the attempts to, you know, debunk it or whatever, the, the data is immutable. The data is yeah. accurate. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and on the anecdotal stuff, is there anything else you can reach out and grab as far as things you've heard about? Oh yeah. You heard that someone on the left watched this and. I mean, a, 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 absolutely. So I'll give you two I yeah. think, like yeah. categories. The one is, people that were uh, maybe on the left or maybe they just didn't believe in, you know, in, in that there were any problems and, and they were, you know, just, just not MAGA, like everything, not MAGA. Um, and the conversations that, that were reported back to us about people that were, they had just, they had their eyes open 
you know, they woke up. And I mean, to us, that's victory is, is yeah. just let's just oh, wake yeah. up and be aware of what's happening. Um, then the other interesting um, uh, finding are, are so many people from around the world watched it. I mean, the movie was shown in the EU in Brussels. It's been shown really? in many, yes, in, wow. in many um, centers of government in countries around the world and people that have watched it and, and said thank and written back to us and said, thank you, because what, what happened in 2020 set off a series of events that have been very damaging in, you know, in, my, in Italy or in Venezuela or in Australia. We just heard from Australia yesterday uh, on some different matters and and and. They are very aware and, and they watched, you know, when you read the emails, I mean, it was, it's pretty clear what they say is we watched it happen in 2020 yeah. and we couldn't believe what we were seeing. And then when it continued in the way it happened, we, I mean, the world was terrified, is terrified because yeah. if America doesn't hold the line that as I mean, I'm not telling you know you anything you don't already know, but if yeah. America doesn't hold the line, where else is there? Yeah, because you know? we, had it not been for that movie, and I think that was an integral, pivotal, line in the sand thing that needed to happen, because on that election night when, when Trump was beginning to win and it was clear he was going to win and everyone was beginning to rejoice, and all of a sudden they said, we're going to close this in five different you know, battlegrounds, they suddenly had to close for them. Everybody with a half of a brain knew that this was corrupt and something evil was going on. And no one had any power to do anything about it. They blocked the windows. And and then we did some video did surface about that. There's probably more that we haven't seen that, that's out there. But we it, people were powerless to say we know it was corrupt. But the media has all said it's the most, and they all said the same talking points. They all had the same right. talking points. The, the most honest, the most fair, the blah, 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 you know, uh, election. And you knew they were lying through their teeth. You knew they right. were just reading copy. So when that movie came out, anyway, so many kudos. Well, let's talk for a few minutes about, now you, you're doing some other stuff. I don't even know kind of where to go. I know you're doing some things with sheriffs and uh, I, I'm already, I've signed up for that list. Uh, Excellent. Well, ago, let's. So. I start there. I mean, the, yeah, reason that, the, the reason that we started working with sheriffs was because of what we learned in trying to go to federal and state law enforcement with with the, the, the cell phone data. Um, you know, it was so hyper political. But at the same time, after the movie came out, we had emails coming to us from sheriffs saying, hey, we can open investigations locally. And and it, it was a whole new, I, I had no clue. I mean, I'll. I'll just admit it. I didn't know that sheriffs had as much power. I, no, as they I didn't do. know. That. I think I heard that years ago. Rick Joyner talked about that a number of years ago, and I thought, well, that's an interesting concept. Sheriffs have more power than any of us know, and then yes. then that was it until this. Well, I mean, uh, I, and so I did my research, and sure enough, I mean, a, 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 the Constitution affords the sheriff uh, almost almost ultimate power of, of his in wow. his jurisdiction. I mean, he can kick out federal agents. Uh, it's, really, it's, really it's significant. Now, every, states are different. There are some states that don't don't um, follow the Constitution in that way, and they've already begun to take away the powers of sheriffs. But uh, Pennsylvania is one of the states. They've really um, taken away many of the constitutional constitutionally given powers of the sheriff. But but in any event, it, it presented us with a new opportunity. Um, and, and a new, a, a new, uh, not only just to work with the cell phone stuff, but 
just a way in community for people to have an outlet to turn to. And so that's when we started the the effort called protectamerica.vote. And it's that's a website. Yeah. And you can you can nominate your sheriff. Um, what's coming out now we have like over 800 sheriffs that are a part of this or that have been nominated. And where we are right now is, is sending them information. Uh, like we put together a sheriff's toolkit. We, um, we formed the effort with another pre-existing group called Protect America Now, which is run by Sheriff Mark Lamb out of Pinal County in Arizona. And, um, you know, the goal is inform the sheriffs about some, some basic truths relative to elections and what they can do what so that citizens, do. yeah, and so the well, citizens you know, can I was going to ask you that because ironically, for the first time in my life, a couple days ago, uh, I had to call, we had to look into calling the sheriff's office. So a big old dog showed up. Turns out the sheriff's office oversees animal control in the county. Well, Polk, we're in Polk County, Oregon. So I looked up, there's one sheriff, and then there's a the couple of what they call lieutenants. And I'm thinking, man, how did those three people cover this? There's a lot of land in Polk County in Oregon. But so my question is, what does it mean when you say you can nominate your sheriff? I now know his name. I don't not talk with him, but I see his name. Do you say, hey, think of this guy. He's he's our sheriff for Polk County. We nominate him to be contacted or what does that mean? Yeah, it's a great question. So it's really simple. It's probably too simple on the website, frankly. You can just go and, and when, you, when you sign up and you put the county and state that you live in and you just list your sheriff and uh, in hindsight, we probably should have asked, you know, for a little bit more about the sheriff, but that's how it's set up. So if you just give us that name, we do the background work, okay. get the contact information. And then what happens is we correspond directly with that sheriff. But it's not like true the vote people. It's other sheriffs. OK, and so uh, a letter comes from Mark Lamb saying, hey, here's some basic like a toolkit, like like one thing that Mark did, Sheriff Lamb, that I thought was really just common sense, a really great, great suggestion is he contacted in his county, the the county recorder, which is who runs their election, and said, look, I know we're having drop boxes and the surveillance video was not watched in 2020. I wanna make sure that it's coming into real time into my offices and wow. we're gonna assign somebody to watch it every 24 hours. And I mean, just that little connection, cause that was totally missed, you know, in 2020. So reminding sheriffs hey just make the phone call and you've got all the equipment you've got all the authority just pipe that over so you can look at it that kind of stuff and so it's it's super exciting because it, it's it's really keeps it local and it gives people a, a place to turn and it reinforces the, the constitutionally given powers and and it's just good yes i was wondering if this is part of the strategy or if it would just work out this way uh because we've been here of course we listen to all of our patriots talk about these issues now that you guys have opened the door kudos kudos to you but um is it does it have a deter are you guys looking at this as in a sense of it has a deterrence factor because if they know we're contacting our sheriffs and our sheriffs are watching it that that becomes a deterrent if they know absolutely in the same yes. way the 2000 mules that you're doing geolocating then they're, they're considered well they, we've heard them say well we're not going to bring our cell phones then um so it's punch counterpunch, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it is. And look, there will always be bad actors. You, yeah. you know, you're not going to ever totally eradicate that. But what you can do is wake people up and, and tell them in, in as clear terms as we can. And by informing as 
people that, that are recognized as, as you know, advocates for law and order in their communities, making them all very, very aware that our elections have, have gaps in the process that leave themselves open that, that you know, look at, look at all of government end to end and show me an area that's not corrupt. Why right, would we right. think that our elections, which is where we decide who gets the purse strings on all the other stuff, that that would just, everybody would put on their halos and be perfect. That's just not, yeah. you know, that's not human. And, and it also, when you look at, you know, what happened in 2020 didn't just happen in 2020. It's been a, a progression, a, a slow march towards destabilization. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button to become a partner today. And and so to just make people aware that Sentinel effect, um, what, what we find anyway is that, you know, people are, they're a lot more good people than not. And we're a lot yeah, more alike, you know, good. than we are different. That's and good. so if, if, if you have all your polling places, every place that citizens can can volunteer to work. If, if you're not only voting, but you're volunteering and, and you've got eyes and ears on the process that, that love the country. And, and, and really, it's not about Republican or Democrat. It's just hold up, hold the line for a lawful process. And if we do that, then America can be clearly heard. And in America, you know, I mean, the key is, you know, a lot more of us love the country than that don't, but those that don't on the fringe, frankly, on both sides can be. They got the loudest voices. They can right? be very overwhelming because yeah. of the way that they push into social media and so forth. Yeah. We just need to remind ourselves that, you know, America is great because Americans are great and we have to stick together, work at these elections and things. Will, I mean, there's a lot of processes that need to be addressed that are archaic and, and broken and, there's a lot. I mean, it, we got here over time. We're going to get you know back to it's a better path a over time. Let me ask you uh, now. When Greg was here, we talked about, um, but he ta- we did a lot a lot of time talking about his testimony. So I don't think we talked as long as we might have otherwise talked. But he talked about what you all have discovered about databases of names of poll workers, et cetera, in China, and maybe by triangulating. Can you talk about that for a little bit sure. and kind of summarize? What it is that you got you have discovered? Sure. It's, um, so at the same time that we were doing uh, the the research work around the the drop boxes with the cell phone data, we were also looking at software systems that were that run sort of the top level of elections. So systems yeah. administration, not the not the the machines or that kind of thing, but you know the nuts and bolts like how personnel is managed, how inventory is managed, scheduling, all of the, all the bits and pieces. And there are systems, there are platforms that do that. And so we found one platform that, that indicated some insecurities that, that we took a deeper look at. And one of the analysts as, as we were looking, um, and there are analytic tools that you can use to find out where data is going and where it's resolving. And, um, the, the indication was with this one company that uh, the data the was of, of poll workers was resolving straight to China, straight to China, and not just to China, but on the, the Chinese Unicom backbone, which, as I've come to learn, is sort of the, the base layer where, in, according to Chinese law, any data that's in China is property of the Communist Chinese Party, but it this data in the in the 
the IP address it was resolving to was at that core government layer. And so, in um, other words, someone or some group in the Chinese Communist Party that controls the whole whole of China, they somehow had access or the rights or the blackmail or something to have names of wasn't it over a million well, names or yeah, something it, it is and and so the company that was involved in this the software company is based out of michigan and and what seems to be the case is that the ceo uh initially when he first came here he was a chinese national i don't know if he still is but he had party ties uh back in china um built the software for the elections of the ccp which is really just a, a rotation of the yeah. 400 families, but but um, built built that software. Uh, his his lead uh, programmer in the company built the platform for an organization, a comms platform for an organization called the Confucius Institute, which is another well-known organization okay. uh, that brings in uh, CCP infiltrants into universities, and um, you know the the. They have marketed this software to some of the largest counties in the country. And so when these counties, you know, they go out for bid and they select this vendor uh, and you read the, the contracts that indicates that everything, you know, the security is up to snuff and everything should be fine. But the reality is where that data is really going is not where they are telling the counties it's going. So it's, it's, not, going. it's not in the small print. Somehow they're just getting it anyway. Well, so basically when they're setting up their, 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 their server, um, instead of choosing to go through, I don't know, you know, AWS or Rackspace or places where you can go and buy, you know, bandwidth and, and house, you know, large amounts of data, uh, they just piped theirs straight into the governmental layer, uh, in China. And, and there's no, that's not, that doesn't happen accidentally. There's no like, whoops, we yeah, thought that's I mean, an intentional. It, right. And is, so, is it an overstatement or oversimplification to state that that's really, they just use the internet to do that? They go through our backbone, our internet to get to the China's internet. In other words, it's, it's just the internet that it gets there. It's not a yeah. special pipe. It's not, they're not transmitting it some other way. It's going through what we understand is, a website, I suppose. Yes, and and I don't want to get too far over my skis, but yeah. I've you know I've come to learn a lot in just these last even few weeks about the 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 layers of 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 internet activity and the pipes of internet activity that that you know people like you or I would never see, but but organizations and individuals that are trying to hide their footprint take a yeah. certain have certain characteristics. And so yeah, yeah, as we've continued to look deeper, that's what we're finding. What do you understand then? Okay, now you know where it's, you know what's there. You said it's over a million names of these are poll workers, I think I heard. Well, what, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, that. it's, um, so the, so what the software does is it manages um, a, a number of things. It manages yeah. all the personnel records of the election officials. And, you know, if they're being paid by ACH, it has all their banking information. Uh, tells you, you know, schedules, how to communicate. Um, it, it, it manages the inventory. Uh, it manages the logistics of the facilities and facilities management. It 
in certain instances, in certain installations, it manages the signature verification uh, for elections or the rapid ballot counting of elections or uh, the military ballot counting of elections. So there's a variety of configurations, but none of it is, is good. What we particularly saw uh, that was being part of the, the, the data push was, was the election worker information. And, and when we saw that, the analyst that had first identified it, because it was totally open, it was not a, you know, in the, in the paperwork with the, with the proposals that they give to the counties, they indicated it was this very secure Microsoft Azure cloud, but that was not true. It was just a wide open, open source mm -hmm. database. And so when, when he saw that, he downloaded it and gave okay. it immediately to the FBI. So that's why it's we- a copy of the whole database A copy itself? of the whole thing, just, just you know. Wow. Okay, we saw good. it or saw it and gave it. And and wow. that was, you know, I mean, look, I, I, I fully believe, Steve, that there will be potentially in the days or weeks ahead, there will be accusations leveled against us that we've somehow stolen information, that we've acted untoward in any way. And and I want to tell you right now, because I don't know what the future holds, but the FBI has definitely uh, flipped the script on us and is making these types of accusations um, and even the company in question has, has begun to come after us and say, you know, you're defaming well, you us. Know, so. Let me just, because I know we're getting close to the hour here. And let, let me just bring this back to the spiritual because you're a person of faith. You talked about at some point you were being on your face before God Absolutely. as these things begin to happen. Talk about the spiritual uh, ramifications of what you're fighting and, and, Tell people how they can pray because we're, this is a praying body that, you know, there's, there's, and every 90 days we have 1.2 million different viewers on our live wow. stream. So it keeps us busy, but they're prayers. So tell people, if you inform us how we can pray effectively, strategically, that will help you in this battle. Thank you. Well, I'll yeah. take that opportunity. So, so to hit all those points, the first thing I will say is, Far and away, the best thing that's come out of the movie and out of our work and out of everything since 2020, we have been able to um, connect with so many groups that pray and individuals that contact us and we feel it. I mean, I say we specifically our teams and particularly myself and, and Greg. I mean, it is we feel those prayers and, wow. and I really believe one day we'll get to heaven and we'll be able to ask the Lord, you know, did you did that? Did, did those prayers really put that hedge of protection that we felt it did. And, and you know, I think the answer is going to be, yeah, because yeah. you would have never gotten this far. I also look back on the 12 years that, that brought me to this point, And I see how God raised me up in this because I could not be standing here or sitting here telling you what I'm telling you with the confidence and conviction of, of, of my, of, of my, beliefs and, and what I've learned and how to navigate this had it had all the other stuff not happened. I, I would probably just yeah. caved in. And when we found this stuff about China, uh, we could have just said nothing. I mean, we, 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 you know, particularly when the FBI kind of went sideways on us, we, uh, we, we could have just said, well, forget it. We're hands off, but we can't, it's true. And it's, it's hurting this country in big ways. And so when you talk about what you can, you know, what you can really look at as, as far as who the enemy is yeah. spiritually. Um, this is communism. Yeah. This is absolute global communism that is, that is seeping in into our elections in ways that 
you may not meet the uh, the eye, but it's and it's more than just the software company. It's it's the control of the media. It's it's infiltration with misinformation and disinformation. There's so many things that are happening. But make no mistake, there is an effort from enemies foreign and now domestic yeah. to take away the light of this country and the freedoms that that are you know written on our hearts yeah. um, by the Lord. That's that's what's happening. And so then you you know you don't have to kick it up too much to realize the spiritual battle for what it really is. And so we feel that intensity and we, we, we ask, we, I mean, asking is too light a word. We, we beg for prayer um, because, you know, I don't want to get too emotional here, but I will say this, that we are facing some really challenging things. I mean, really tough and, and, it is it is only by the hand of God that we are still standing. Yeah. And and we are in for some really rocky roads ahead. We'll be going to DC early next week to present some new stuff that is very 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 volatile and um and we feel like God's brought it to us because we hope that we have, you know, shown that we're worthy and tr- and trustworthy yeah. to to stand in this gap and we intend to do it. But I mean, the forces against us are significant. And so I just I would just pray, frankly, I mean, I don't mean to be too bold about it, but I would just pray for the Lord's favor. I mean, just please be bold again. Yeah. I just say to those watching, you know, there's a lot of you out there. A lot of you, you know, there are people that I know that are that are my even personal intercessors that pray for us. And there are people that they cannot wait to get up in the morning and pray for hours. (sighs) One of my friends, she goes. She goes, I spent the whole day in prayer and I just loved it. There are people, Uh, they're just as heroic, the people that do that, as the people that do what you do and what I do. 100%. They're they're getting it done in the spirit realm. So those of you who, who, who love and are drawn to prayer, please take this really, really seriously. She, Catherine, Greg, the team. All the players, there's people I'm sure that you will, you can't and wouldn't and shouldn't name. So just pray for all the people involved, uh, folks. I really would appreciate it. Catherine, how would people get a hold of, just do they? Do you take donations at your site through the vote or what, what do they do? How do they yes, support you? Yes, so you, you can, uh, that, thank you for asking. Uh, yeah. They can go to uh, truthevote.org and, um, and they can make donations there. Uh, we aren't on many social platforms. Uh, we have a, a kind of a limited semi-band uh, 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 exposure on Facebook, sure. um, but we are there. Uh, we're on Truth Social. We're on um, Rumble. Um, every Monday night, I do a live uh, podcast on the locals uh, kind of arm of Rumble. But um, but you can find out what's going on on Truth the Vote. Some of what I'm talking about, in fact, like most of this latter stuff that the, the Software stuff is not on the website. We're we're it's it's kind of unfolding in real time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, I just donations are. Uh, we hope people are moved to give. We we definitely yeah. that's how we do. Well, what we it sounds do. like they, they they try and throw a lawsuit after lawsuit at you, and it takes a lot of money to to. It the- it it definitely. I mean, we are we are sort of playing at a whole new level now with the lawsuits and with the, I mean, we're currently, you know, Stacey Abrams and Mark Elias sued us in 2020. We're, we're still in that lawsuit where it's what, it's one of the tactics, right? It's just to drain yeah. your resources and, and, you know, divide your focus. And, 
and we have to be able to weather that and persevere. So, so, so funding good. helps for that and for the technology yeah. and so forth. Well, thank, I really appreciate you coming. I really want to appeal to our viewers. Please support through the vote, Catherine. And pray. Uh, and pray. And, 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 and pray, 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 pray. Yes, we just take it very, very seriously. Uh, uh, for those of you who have listened, said under Cat Kerr's teaching, where you send the host, where God will uh, send prayer warriors, or what I mean, spiritual prayer warriors, send angels, angelic hosts, send those on mm -hmm. your behalf as well. Pray it, send hosts, all of that. So, we just want to give you, keep you covered, and uh, we'll get you some extra coverage after this, Catherine. So that's my commitment to you. So thank you. Thank well, God bless you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, hopefully, you'll come back another time, maybe before the election, if we need an update on anything. To we want to be sure to encourage people to vote uh, when that election come, time comes. Uh, that's vote. if that election. Yeah, vote I know. Vote and serve and serve. We, okay. Voting not enough. Vote and serve, which is harder than people may think. So. Check it out now. And, and then when you say serve, do they call their local polling and say, do you need volunteers for the polling? That, that, the yes. And then you can find that information. If you go to the True the Vote website, click on the In My State feature at the top, click your state, and you'll see all kinds of links and ways to get plugged in. And then just be perseverant to, to either connect with your county or your party and get plugged in. It's not always an easy, smooth uh, exercise, but be determined because yeah. we need people at the polls. Very, very good. God bless you, Catherine. I Thank appreciate you. you so much coming. Uh, quick reminder, folks, that Monday is Johnny Enlow Unfiltered, and he's at 11 o'clock Pacific time, as always on Monday. So thanks again for coming. God bless you. Have a great weekend, Catherine, and everybody. We'll see you later. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on YouTube, Rumble, and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description to become a partner today.